This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. So Jordan Rodriguez covers the Rams um, for The Athletic, and she had a phenomenal podcast series called The Play Callers, and that was the last time we had Jordan on the show because it involved you know guys like uh, obviously, uh, Sean and Kyle and Mike McDaniel and Matt LaFleur, and it was really, really well done. Um, but that's not why we're having you on today. Although I would ask you, how did it go? How, what was the response to it? Yeah, good morning. Um, the response was, was overwhelming in a positive way. People were so kind about it, you, you, yourselves included. Um, and the coaches, I, I do, you know, they, uh, some of them say, you know, on a broad scale across the league, oh, you don't listen to anything. You don't see anything, but, um, I do know that they listen to this and I think it, uh, I think it, even though some of it, you know, the competitive nature flares up, <laughs> you, you know, I think that they came away with, uh, happy that they participated in it. So, um, yeah, it's, and it served to be pretty prescient, I think for, for the season ahead, seeing, a lot of these guys work through different things and having to problem solve and then in other cases just simply dominate. So it's been, uh, it's just been fun and I can't believe this much time has gone by already. 
Yeah. Um, by the way, it's still available. The play callers anywhere you get a podcast, and it really was about sort of this group of coaches all starting here in D.C. with Mike Shanahan uh, off the Shanahan tree. Although Jay Gruden points out to me, and rightly so, Sean McVay really originates from the Gruden tree, where he first worked in Tampa, and then obviously became an offensive coordinator like Kevin O'Connell did under Jay Gruden. Um, anyway, Jordan covers the Rams for the Athletic at Jordan Rodrigue. It's J O U R D A N R O D R I G U E on Twitter. So, uh, tell me about the Rams. This has been an interesting season. You know, going into this season, I, I don't know what their over-under on, on wins were, but it wasn't high. There weren't a lot of expectations. At one point in this season, I think they were 3-7 and seven, um, or something close, close to that, 3-6. and six. Uh, How have they turned it around? Yeah, it's interesting. You saw them um, putting together a lot of the theory earlier in early in the year, and they, they opened with a pretty brutal schedule that compounded by just an overall lack of experience on their roster, particularly defense and special teams. And then the offense wasn't getting off the ground um, in the early parts of the year. And But you could see all this theory come to get start to form, right? You could see what they were at least trying to do. The execution was not there. Um, you know, they changed from a mid and wide zone running team to a totally a gap team completely. Um, they changed a lot of their passing concepts. Um, there's still that 11 personnel illusion of complexity team, but now they're doing it with uh, rookie receiver Puka Nakua as well as Cooper Cup. They're like the Cup Woods 2.0 throwback, but mixed in with a lot of different types of motion blocking. And it's just interesting because you could see all these things. They're trying to put all of it together, missing cups at the beginning of the year. So you only saw a partial look at the passing game. And then post-bye week with Matthew Stafford back from that UCL sprain in his thumb and then Cooper Cup back and Kyron Williams kind of bursting onto the scene, the running back, um, all of it started really coming together. And it also helped that their schedule got a little bit easier and their defense got, had gotten a lot more snaps together at that point. So now you're seeing the more uh, um, evolved iteration of what they were going for here through the year. I mean, Matt Stafford, for just the first time in his career, threw three touchdown passes or more for three consecutive games. And there have been times when we as NFL fans have watched Matt Stafford over the last couple of years when he has played, and it's like, oh, wow. I mean, that injury, he just doesn't have the arm strength or ability that he he did pre-injury. But the last few weeks you've seen it, so is he completely healthy, and is he a big part of, of why they're doing what they're doing? Well, he's a huge part of why they're doing what they're doing. I would also point to Kyron Williams um, in right. terms of the overall success rate and production when he is on the field is exponentially higher um just having this run game sean McVay has always sort of yearned to go back to having that dominant run game it's just they're doing it in a different way schematically than they did when he first got into the league um but i think with matthew you know i wouldn't say he's completely healthy i wouldn't say cooper cup's completely healthy either but they have been recovering on the fly from their respective injuries and it, it's been interesting. You see it every week, the improvement. Matthew Stafford, we, you know, we, we know him always to like one or two times a game, he'll take the trick shot, right? The throw that he made that was oh. indicative to me of most of, you know, most of his health is back, if not all of it. 
um, was this like submarine throw that he like a seam ball that he threw to Demarcus Robinson. It was a riser and it was incomplete, so not a lot of people will probably notice it. Um, but it was it was the elbow and the thumb both healthy to me from from that throw. Now, because it was a sprain, you know, you're, you're not probably going to be fully healthy through the end of the year, but he's clicking as about as well as he has been um, since the start of the year when he kind of blew the doors off. I've always been a huge Stafford fan, but I, I watched a lot of the Baltimore game on Sunday, and it's funny, you know, there were so many throws, you're like, oh my God, he's back. But then <laughs> he also will do the thing that Stafford's done before. At the end of regulation, down three, he threw that ball into the end zone that was totally up for grabs, that should have been picked. I think it was for Robinson, it may have been for Cup, I forget. Um but uh, but it was dropped, and they ended up kicking the field goal going to overtime. Um, you, you said something that's very interesting, and I think a lot of people listening in our audience kind of understand this, because it's the Shanahan run scheme. It's what we've seen with Kyle. It's what we've seen with Sean before. A lot of inside and outside zone, a lot of zone run scheme. And you're saying that basically they've gone to more power, more duo, more gap. So why did they do that? Because we haven't watched the Rams closely. That's a staple, you know, that zone run scheme, getting those D linemen moving side to side, then coming back with bootleg, coming back with play action. Why are they running the ball differently? Well, I'm so you, I'm so glad you asked that question because most of the time people will say they are doing it versus looking at the why. And you know better than most that this is a why group, right? Like this entire family is right. all about the why. And with this, it, it was a it was a sort of a, a multiple faceted decision that he had sort of been itching towards for a, a little bit. First and foremost, um, the way that the league had responded to the wide zone, you're seeing a lot faster edge players. You're seeing players who are able to align wider along the field, and players who can and can play that wide zone um, because they're seeing more of it because it's becoming it has become such. Um, a popular over the last several years concept to use because it also helped with the team build and you could get, you know, offensive linemen maybe lower in your, in your draft selection because you weren't looking for size or power. You were looking for shiftiness and lateral movement and, and the ability to layer those blocks together. But the league has started shifting back around again to understanding defenses, understand how to play that wide zone. I think better than ever um, we're seeing it across the league defense is having their moment right now. Um, yeah. Offense, in some cases, maybe not so much. So he's kind of been wanting to go back. I think part of it is also seeing Kyle Shanahan actually did this um, a year and a half, two years ago, started moving in this direction, and, and there's positive tape from it. When you can have this variety, and then, you know, they're never going to draft a running back with a high pick again. That's just not how their team build works. Um, and so when you have can find these runners in the later, middle to later rounds of the draft, Kyron Williams is a fifth-round pick, but what he does really well, Les Need calls it, you know, they, they call these traits the superpower, is he understands how to set up the linebacker once the block is open. And that's it. That's what duo is. You're basically yeah. scheming up the linebacker right. after the block is open. And so he understands how to do that very well. And he's ex- extremely successful at this thing that they're basically hitting the spam button on every single game. And um, it's also helped with, you know, that also meant, okay, you have to bring in bigger linemen. Okay, so you're spending more premium picks on, on the offensive line. You're bringing in Kevin Dotson to beef up your interior line a little bit. Well, the factor of that that also helps is your quarterback's more protected. So it's kind of a multi-layered, multi-faceted decision um, that is finally the second half of the season producing dividends for them. 
Really good stuff, um, Jordan. Uh, Jordan Rodriguez joining us uh, from L.A. Rams and Washington Sunday, 4.05 Eastern uh, at SoFi. It's a huge game for the Rams because they certainly had a chance Sunday in the rain at Baltimore to make it four in a row, but they lost on the punt return in overtime. They're sitting there at 6-7, and seven, but very much in the playoff race, uh, which is bunched up. I mean, right now in the NFC, as we've talked about before, after the Dallas Philadelphia, you know, runner-up in the NFC East takes the five seed. Uh, there are so many teams in the hunt for the six and seven seed with Minnesota at seven, six, Green Bay, LA, Seattle, Atlanta, New Orleans, and 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 Tampa all at six and seven. One of those teams will win the division, but it's a huge battle. And the Rams have been playing as well as any of these teams. I wanted to ask you about Sean. Because last year, remember, at the end of what was a very difficult season, it seemed like there was a chance he was going to hang it up. And I think a lot of people close to him said, don't do that, not after a bad season. It'll give off the perception that you're bailing, that you don't believe, you know, after the, the one bad year. And he came back, and there were no expectations for this season, Jordan. And here they are on the verge of potentially making a playoff run. And if they get there, they got a lot of experience when they get there, you know, with, with you know, the, the players that they have on defense and offense. So where is he now in terms of his coaching present and future? Yeah, it's such an interesting question because he will be questioned, I think, now after every, because it was two years in a row. One of them, I think we can logically say, was a little bit more contract motivated. But um, the second year was real. What he went through was real, and and it was hard. And, you know, I covered it extensively at The Athletic and on Play Callers. Um, It was was a, a, I think, a personal low for him, um, sifting through that, process and that decision and also how he was feeling at that time on a personal and a professional level. Um, he's not there anymore. Um, you know, I was really impressed with the way that he re, re, um, almost relearned his coaching fundamentals over this last spring and summer and went deeper into the roster than I have seen him because uh, since I have been here since 2020, um, went deeper into the roster in terms of um, spending more time with more areas uh, that, that, you know, every head coach has their area of expertise, right? But you're seeing him this year delegate more um, in terms of, okay, Mike LaFleur, Zach Robinson, Jake Peets, Ron Gould, Eric Yarber, you're taking the offense right now, um, and I'm going over with the defense to spend time and, and coach up those players as well alongside Raheem Morris. You're seeing him really kind of, I think, rediscover what he – loves about coaching and that's been really fascinating to watch all year and the players certainly feel it they've got you know seven rookies playing significant minutes for them and they had 44 rookies on this roster to open training camp in their 90 man and so these guys don't know what it what first of all what it's like to be in the nfl and what the pressure is like and they also don't know what he went through before this last when they when they met him he's just sean McVay that the young, you know, the young coaching legend so early in his career. And they don't know. And the thing that was interesting is he never showed them the bad things that he had been through or the things that had happened to him or the things that he had sort of self-inflicted upon What were some of those things, Jordan? Just the the pressure and the, um, you know, we talked about it a lot this last uh, time we talked, was constantly trying to run outrun your own creations of, of your innovations that you build and, the pressure and the stress and the, and the work pace and, 
and sort of that um, compartmentalizing into yourself and um, being a thermostat in the room when things aren't going well, having the ability to bring people with you for the positive. But when things are are uh, devastating in your own head, um, dragging everybody down as well. And he's open. He's been really open about that through this this last year. And but his guys this year have not seen that his guys this year haven't had a chance to see what was then they're only seeing what is happening now and I think what's happening now is just this holistic growth and I do think that he does feel that energy from these players he's having I think more fun coaching this year than I have seen him other than the end of that 2021 season and yet that was the end of it so I think that it's been really fascinating to watch I don't I can never speak to his future I think everything will be always be questioned with him from the external side. Um, but I do know, and I do see with my own eyes, a person who has rediscovered their why in coaching. And I think that's a powerful thing. Um, it was his, was his health affected? I mean, you, you're kind of speaking to the mental drain, but was his physical health ever an issue? You know what? I don't know about that, Kevin, but I do know that a, a lot of these guys, the season does take a physical toll on them. I mean, you hear Kyle Shanahan and, and Mike McDaniel talk about the amount of weight that they lose over the course of the season, and you hear about just the um, the, the work and, and how it starts to build up from a stress perspective. I, I can't speak on his physical health, but um, it does. The, 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 co- the job of a coach who works at that level, who, who operates at that pace, especially a play-calling coach, um, it is a different workload than I think a lot of us on the outside see or, or even could um, truly comprehend. Talking to Jordan Rodriguez, she covers uh, the Rams for The Athletic. Uh, so two more. Um, I really appreciate this. First of all, like, how do you see the matchup Sunday? Washington's been throttled two, two games in a row, but they're coming off a bye week. I'm sure you know the coaching change that's, you know, the coaching regime change that's coming at the mm-hmm. end of this season. But um, is this a game that you guys in L.A. look at and think is a tough game, tough matchup? How do you view it? Well, I don't, I don't look at it as, a, as a, a, a cakewalk, for sure, because historically, Ron Rivera has called a great defense against Sean McFay. So I, I, don't, I don't look at that as, as like, I don't look at this as a simple game by any means um, for the Rams. I think on the other side of the ball, what they really have to be wary of and what the commanders are probably circling and looking at is when the Rams have faced quarterbacks who can operate out of structure, especially with speed players on the other side, they have really struggled defensively because they get the initial pressure with Aaron Donald. I mean, he's still Aaron Donald, guys, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, they get the initial pressure, but that transitional pressure that Aaron Donald always talks about, that second effort containing putting the cap on the quarterback, that's just not been there all season. Third and medium, second and medium have really killed them, especially with quarterbacks who can move or operate out of structure. And it's still a young defense. I mean, they get better every week. They have some negative outliers. Um, but this is still a group that is still very much learning what the course of a season entails. And they struggled last week. Uh, you know, you, the secondary in particular had some big coverage breakdowns, um, a bad call on, on one of the, in, in one of the examples, but some coverage breakdowns that really hurt them. And that, that's a group that's been improving all season, but they are still fallible to, a quarterback who can operate out of structure because of how long they have to cover and because the pressure has just not consistently been there. They've had some individual statistics that have been so impressive from their rookies, Kobe Turner and Byron Young, but that altogether rush effort just has not been consistent. And that's 
I think one of the biggest things I have circled. The other thing is they're 0-6 against teams that have just come off their bye this season. So uh, they've played six teams that have come wow. off their bye this season. They're 0-6. This will be the sixth or the seventh? I believe this is the seventh team this season that they've played wow. coming off their bye. Yeah. And hold on. I didn't know that. So they've played six teams already coming off their bye week. Have all of those games been with the Rams playing on normal week-to-week rest? Seven days? Um, I think all, all but one. And I, it's either five or six, Kevin. You'll have to fact-check me on it. But it's five or six, but they've lost all of them. Wow. Interesting. Um, last one. Uh, it's a team with a lot of experience, certainly a quarterback, head coach, and one of the defensive tackles for sure, one of the receivers for sure. Like, do you are you looking at this team like if they get in they they can do damage in January like what do you think the ceiling is? I think for me when I look at this team I see a group that no other team wants to play and I think that that's maybe the highest uh, esteem that I can give them especially in consideration of where everybody thought they would be um, you know this is a group where we've seen Matthew Stafford go full you know, dark chaos mode. And, and you know, that, that, that playoff run in 21 was not that long ago to where you remember what he's capable of once he gets his foot in the door. And so I think that that's, that's obviously an interesting element. Their health, generally speaking, is, is pretty good this time of year. So that's a factor as well. But I do think that overall the most, um, I guess, comprehensive thing I can say about this group is they're playing like a team that nobody else wants to face, whether you're the Cowboys, whether you're, you know, you're coming up and, and you, you've won three, four games, five games. You, you do not want to play this Rams team, and I think that's a high compliment to how they've put it together down the stretch here. They're going to be an interesting team, and I think a lot of people around here uh, you know, have rooted for Sean McVay from – Afar, it's good to see him back on his feet and looking healthy and happy, and uh, probably happy at the end of Sunday, I would imagine as well. Um, Jordan, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good work. Thank you for having me. I always love when we get to talk. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. You got it, Jordan Rodriguez uh, at Jordan Rodriguez on Twitter, and that Play Callers podcast with Mike McDaniel and Sean McVay and Matt LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan was excellent um, and got rave reviews. So it's there anywhere you want to listen to it, wherever you get a podcast. All right, uh, smell test next. Picks for the week, 6-2 and two last week. Let's see if we can do better this week. Kevin Chiancho, the Team 980 and the Team 980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.